0: Chapter Fourteen of Our Master Thoughts for Salvationists About Their Lord. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Hirsch Our Master Thoughts for Salvationists About Their Lord by Bramwell Booth Chapter 14, Ever the Same A New Year's Greeting Blessed be the name of God for ever and ever, for wisdom and might are His, and He changeth the times and the seasons. Daniel 2, verses 20 and 21 I am the Lord, I change not. Malachi 3 Verse 6 He changeth the time and the seasons. What a beautiful thought it is. Instead of the hard compulsion of some inexorable and unchanging law, fixing summer where it must, and planting winter in our midst, whether it be well or ill, here is the sweet assurance that the seasons change at His command and that the winds and the waves obey him. It is not some abstract and unknowable force, taking no account of us and ours, with whom we have to do, but a living and ruling Father, he who maketh small the drops of water that pour down rain, he who shuts up the sea with doors, and says, Here shall thy proud waves be stayed, He who maketh the south winds to blow, and by whose breath the frost is given. He who teaches the swallow to know the time of her coming, and has made both summer and winter, and the day and the night his servants. He is our Father. How precious it is to feel that our times are in his hands, and to know that, whether the year be young or old, he will fill it with mercy and crown it with loving-kindness do not be deceived by the modern talk about the laws of nature into forgetting that they are the laws ordained by your father for the fulfillment of his will every day that dawns is as truly god's day as was the first one every night that draws its sable mantle over a silent world sets a seal to the knowledge of god who maketh the darkness behind the mighty forces and the ceaseless activities around us stands the sovereign of them all the hand of him who never slumbers is on the levers the earth is the lord's and his chosen portion is his people and when he changes the times and the seasons He fits the one to the other. It is with some such thoughts as these that I send out a brief New Year's greeting to my friends. I wish them a Happy New Year, because I feel that God has sent it, that He wills it to be a Happy New Year, a good year, that in all the changes it may bring, He will be planning with highest benevolence for their truest welfare. Whether, therefore, it holds for them sorrow or joy, it will be a year of mercy, a year of grace, a year of love. Blessed be God for ever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. Let us then go forward, and fear not one material changes all things that touch the life of man are marked for change as knowledge advances and men come nearer to the secrets of the world in which they live they find how true indeed it is that man is but a shadow dwelling in a world of shadows everything is changing everything but god the sun the astronomers tell us is burning itself away the mountains say the geologists are not so high as they once were their lofty summits are sliding down their sides year by year the everlasting hills are only everlasting in a figure for they too are crumbling day by day the hardest rocks are softening into soil every season and we are actually eating them up in our daily bread. The hills are shadows and they flow from form to form and nothing stands. They melt like mists, the solid lands, like clouds they shape themselves and go. The great ocean currents are changing. Vast regions of the earth's surface are being changed with them. And time is writing wrinkles on the whole world and all that is therein. But above it all I see one standing, my unchanging God. Thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall all wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up and they shall be changed but thou art the same and thy years shall not fail what a contrast there is between the worker and his work between the creator and the creature we see it in a thousand things but in none is it so manifest for the wayfaring man or written so large upon the fading draperies of time as in this They shall perish, but thou remainest. And greater changes yet seem to lie ahead. A universal instinct points to the time of the restitution of all things. The whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together, waiting. And it has been a long, weary waiting for deliverance. But the day of the Lord will come. As the lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. In his vision John saw, as it were, a picture of that final change. Lo, he says, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. It looks as though the wise men who say it will burn itself out are right and the moon became as blood and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places what a combination of astounding catastrophes is here earth and stars are to meet in awful shock Sun and moon to fail, cloud and sky to disappear, the elements to melt with fervent heat, a world on fire. But above it all, the Lamb that was slain will take his place upon the throne, unmoved, unchanged, amidst the tumult of dissolving worlds. My God, my Saviour, in Thine unchanging love I put my trust. Jesus, thy blood and righteousness, my beauty, are my glorious dress. Midst flaming worlds in these arrayed, with joy shall I lift up my head. 2. Changes of Association But far-reaching as are the changes in our material surroundings, those with which we have to battle in our personal associations are often as great, and are often much more painful. Indeed, man himself is the most changeable thing in all man's world. It is not merely that our companions and friends and loved ones die. The wind passeth over them, and they are gone, and the dear places that knew them know them no more. It is not merely this, nor is it that their circumstances change, that wealth becomes penury that health is changed to weakness and suffering, and youth to age and decay. It is not merely this, but it is that they change. The ardor of near friendship grows cold and fades away. The trust, which once knew no limitations, is narrowed down, and, by and by, walled in with doubts and fears. The comradeship, which was so sweet and strong, and quickened us to great deeds as iron sharpeneth iron is changed for other companionships the love which seemed so deep and true and was ready to look on tempests for us becomes but a name and a memory even if it does not change into a well of bitter waters in our lives this fact of human mutability this inherent changeableness in man is the key to many of the darkest chapters of the world's history the prodigal the traitor the vowbreaker these have ever been far more fruitful sources of anguish and misery than the lifelong rebel and lawbreaker the psalmist touches the inner springs of sorrow when he says all that hate me whisper together against me yea mine own familiar friend in whom i trusted which did eat of my bread hath lifted up his heel against me no one who has once read it can forget that revelation of the pent-up shame and agony in david's heart which was voiced in his cry o my son absalom my son my son absalom would god i had died for thee o absalom my son my son The human heart probably fell to its lowest depth of ingratitude and sin when poor Judas changed sides and sold his Lord. What a change it was! Alas, alas, what a quagmire of uncertainties and shifting sand unsanctified human nature must be. Nay, is. I suppose that few of us have escaped some sorrowful experiences of this kind even to those who have not tasted the fruits of human fickleness in the great affairs of christ's kingdom there has generally come some share of it into the more private relationships of life in the home in the family or in the circle of friendship or comradeship we have had to lament the failure of many tender hopes but blessed be the name of our god who knoweth what is in the darkness amidst the changing scenes we have found one comfort above the strife of tongues and over the stormy seas of sorrow when as job said even our kinsfolk have failed and our familiar friends have forgotten us there is borne to us the voice of one who sticketh closer than a brother saying i am the lord i change not With me there is no variableness, neither the shadow of turning. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. The more men change, the surer God will be. The more they forget, the more He will remember. The further they withdraw, the nearer He will come. 3. Personal Changes and we ourselves change also as the years fly past the most notable fact about us perhaps is the changes that are going on in our own experiences our habits our thoughts our hopes our conduct our character how much there was about us only a few years ago which has changed in the interval Nay how much has grown different even since last new year's day indeed might we not say of a great deal in us which to-day is that tomorrow it will be cast away for ever have you my friend not had to mourn over some strange changes has not your joy been often so quickly turned to sorrow that you have wondered how you yourself could be the same person Has not some trifling circumstance often seemed to cloud your sky for days, darkening all the great lights in your heaven, so that your whole past and present and future have seemed different to you, and you stood in the stupor of astonishment at the gloomy change? Has not your zeal for souls been subject to like strange and unaccountable changes, so that the work you once thought impossible you have found easy, or the work you once delighted in you now find hard, difficult, and barren? Has not your freedom in prayer and your desire for it wavered between this and that until you have not known what to think of yourself? Has not your perception of duty and your devotion to it, at one time clear and strong, become at another so dim and feeble that you have been utterly ashamed of your wobbling and cowardice, and amazed at your failure? And, most sorrowful of all, has not your love for your God and Savior been up and down, shamefully down, so that when you have afterwards reflected on your coldness towards Him and His cause, you have been covered with confusion and astonishment at the fickleness of your own heart? And more than this, how great are the changes wrought in us by the curbing influence of time, how much that in youth and early manhood we meant to do, and could do, and did do, has to be laid down or left to others as our years approach the limits of their pilgrimage. I have known some men who, for this reason alone, did not desire to live beyond the years of strength and vigor. They preferred to cease at once to work and live. The loss by death or disappointments worse than death of our friends and dear ones, what changes this also works. Unconsciously, men narrow the sphere of their sympathies. The mainspring of life, love, grows slowly rusty for want of use and from some hearts that were once true fountains of joy to those around them, the living water almost ceases to flow. Criticism and fault-finding and censoriousness too often take the place of generous labor for the welfare of the world. This may, no doubt, arise in part from the natural desire that others should profit by our past experiences, which renders us the more observant of their conduct the more we love. But, no matter what the cause, certain it is that within and without all seems to change. Is it not, then, a joy unspeakable that, amidst all this, whether we are or are not fully alive to the weakness and variableness and deceitfulness of our own hearts, we can look up to the rock that changeth not? in the darkest hour of disappointment with ourselves, in the depths of that miserable aftermath of sorrow and failure which follows all pride and foolish self-assertion, in the miry pit of condemnation and guilt, in which sin always leaves the sinner, we can look up to him whose power, whose grace, whose love is ever the same. Do you really believe it? there is a great hope in it for you if you do high above all your changes high above all the storms and disappointments that belong to them high above all the wretched failure and doubting of the the do-the-best-i-can life you are living he lives to bless to save to uplift to keep Unnumbered multitudes, fighting their way to Him in spite of the timidities and wobblings, the couldn'ts and wouldn'ts of their own nature, have proved Him the faithful and unchanging God. Will not you? End of Our Master Thoughts for Salvationists About Their Lord by Bramwell Booth